Please remain standing for our reading of Scripture today, which comes to us out of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Paul's letter to the people of Ephesus, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason, I, Paul, bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. I invite you to be seated. Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read, as word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. The tallest trees in the world can be found in northern, southern and, uh, excuse me, northern and north central California. And these are the redwood trees. And I'm sure several of you, maybe many of you, have seen the trees in person. Maybe have taken pictures with these massive giants. They can reach heights of over 350 feet. And in order to grow so tall, one might think that they have to have a deep root system in order to keep them in place and to nourish them. Given the great height, though, of these giants, the root system of the redwood tree is surprisingly shallow. There is no taproot, and the other roots, which uh, reach no deeper than 6 to 12 feet. 6 to 12 feet. The major roots are usually at least an inch in diameter, some much wider than that. But here is where it gets interesting and what makes the redwood different from every other tree. The roots, although not very deep, they can spread out as far as 50 to 80 feet. 50 to 80 feet. The trees are able to remain upright for millennia by growing close together with other redwood trees and intermingling their root system. Intermingling their root system. In order, basically, to remain standing for so long, they entangle themselves with one another and hold each other up. And you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> Folks, people are just like the redwood trees. As humans... We have the greatest influence on one another than anything else in this world. 
We have the ability to create magnificent structures, brilliant ideas, transformative solutions. We can do anything we want and be anyone we want to be. There is certifiable education and certifiable things, Roy, for almost everybody and everything that you can imagine wanting to be. Did you know that here in the U.S. alone, there are degrees such as racetrack management, viticulture and oncology. You know what that is? It's a study of wine. You can get a degree in wine. Sign me up. You can get a degree in puppet arts. Puppet arts. You can get a degree in packaging. Next time you see your UPS man, ask if he or she has uh, had that class in packaging and has that bachelor's degree. And this is my favorite one I've discovered yet. You can get a PhD in decision sciences. So next time you have a hard time deciding which one at Walmart, remember, there's a Ph.D. for that. (laughs) This just goes to show that if it's learnable, we as humans will learn it. If it is teachable, we as humans will teach it. If it is doable, we as people, if we can, then we will do it. The best part about humanity is the rest of humanity. Did you hear me? The best part about humanity is the rest of humanity. We are never in this thing called life alone. Someone say amen. We have others right beside us. We have others that are pursuing the same ends as us. For the redwood tree, it's not about being the biggest and the tallest, the whitest, the brightest, the strongest. It's about being entangled together so that each tree in the system has the greatest opportunity to live. It's about working together as one unit to stand tall. When one tree falls or one tree dies, and many other trees are affected by this one tree because they are entangled at their very roots, at the core of what keeps them together and enables them to stand. Folks, we don't just need to become more entangled with one another but we need to become more entangled with one another where it counts the most at our cores at our roots the place where the foundation is laid the place where life begins the place where humans are the best at what they do being there for one another At our very core, the place where entanglement begins is the love for our God and the love we have for one another. And the faith 
that God can take that love and use it in ways that we can only dream of. We need to not only become more entangled with one another, and we need to not only do it at our roots, but together we need to become more entangled with God. You know, we can learn, we can teach, we can lead, we can work together all we want, but entangled humans without the love of God in the middle is nothing more than a knot that can't be undone. (laughs) If it is the love of God that gives our roots direction. It is the love of God that grounds our roots together, and it is the love of God that can use us to do far more than we could ever imagine doing on our own. It is a love that has no understanding, no comprehension, that goes beyond the need even for comprehension and simply asks to be replicated, retaught, and redisplayed. But in order to do that, we must be willing to risk getting entangled with one another. And most importantly, we must entangle one another while entangling ourselves with God. You know, this may require something of us that we aren't ready to do. And it can be quite scary. This might require us to get out of our comfort level. I don't like getting out of my comfort level. I'm comfortable in my comfort level. This might uh, require us to stop conforming to the status quo. Maybe even, is, uh, or even stop conforming to the way that we've always done things. Maybe it involves doing things a little bit differently. This might require a change that we aren't even aware of yet or, or an idea that we uh, have yet to even implement. Maybe a thought that we haven't even had yet. It might not be comfortable at first. It may not be uh, something that would be uh, a lot of fun. It may not be something we even like. But do you know what else wasn't comfortable? The cross wasn't comfortable to Jesus, but he still did it. The whippings weren't comfortable to Jesus, but he still did it. I can imagine the entire life of Jesus wasn't comfortable for God who left perfection in heaven to come and live this life amongst all of us in our broken down, rickety, nasty, hurtful, ill-filled, death-filled world. I'm sure that wasn't comfortable for the creator of all. But guess what? God still did it. And you know what? The cross is not about being comfortable. The cross is not about being comfortable. The cross is about faith. We may not be in our comfort zones all the time in order to do the work of God, but there is one constant that stays, and it is faith. It is the knowledge that our God is there no matter what. Catalyst, uh, excuse me, faith is the one catalyst that sparks the ignition of God's love all over the place. We love, uh, we must be willing to risk love. We must be entangled with one another and with God. 
and we must chance putting our faith above all things and entangling ourselves with God and with one another. So the question becomes for us today, how are we doing that? Well, this is a different and very unique world that we're living in right now. It's hard to literally entangle ourselves because we are having to social distance. You know, we have this thing in this world right now called a pandemic, if you weren't aware, that, that creates a little bit more difficulty in life in this present day and age. So we may have to look at it from a different approach and say, how can we entangle ourselves while still keeping everybody safe? How can we entangle ourselves while having to also realize that we are in the midst of something that this lifetime has never seen and prayerfully will never see again? How do we have faith above all things, even in our deepest lows, that God, when we entangle ourselves with God, God will do everything in God's power, which surpasses anything this world can do to bring us out of those lows. So how are we doing that? Individual, how, individually, how are we entangling ourselves with people and with God? How can we do that as the church? How have we done that? What's worked? What's done well? What can we do now? What can we do moving forward? You know, the scripture out of Ephesians today reminds me uh, and reminds us of the extravagance of God's love. And there's a song that that I used to sing in Bible school and, in fact, learned it in children's church, at the very church that, that was mentioned in prayer today, the first church of the Nazarene in Lake Charles, which needs our prayers right now. I learned this song in their children's church. It's called Deep and Wide. Are you familiar with that song? This scripture reminds me of this song. Deep and wide, Deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. And it just goes on and on and on, but there is so much wrapped up in that song. God's love runs farther and wider than we can ever imagine ever than we can ever measure and God's love runs deeper and wider than this brain can even fathom so then how are we coming together as one when we need to the most most importantly how are we not just coming together as one but how are we putting the one God in the middle and spreading that love deep and wide. This is the gospel message for us today and for all to hear and for us to go out and to live. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.